Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Welcome in, Three Dudes with a View, Monday edition. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Folks, you can, uh, it's a nice, great Monday morning. Looks like it's going up to the mid-60s today. I saw the green shafts of the daffodils uh, pushing up through the through my yard this morning as I drove out. So uh, things, they are changing. Three Dudes with a View, Kennedy Broadcasting. It uh, goes out to podcast within, a, oh, I don't know, 30 minutes or an hour or so. When we, get, when we get off the air, you can get the podcast on our website, or you can get it Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. The video version, you can watch us if you want by going to the WKOM website. And it's also out there on, what, Clayton Facebook, Twitch? Uh, Twitter, Twitter, or X, yeah. or X. Yep. So you can watch us and listen to us on on those uh, on those sites and find archives of our show. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How was your weekend? Good morning. It was quiet, nice and quiet, nice weather. It was great, great weekend, Del. Thanks for asking. Okay, well, just glad you had a good weekend. Mr. York, I brought you some help again. Uh, I appreciate Mike. I see him out there. I need that help to try to contail him. He, he puts his tail under puts his tail under his leg when you're around, Mike. <laughs> I do what I can. I do what I can. All right, Mike Roden, folks, good morning. Good morning. All right, Mike, along with my, me, along with me, that would be correct. That uh, Sheila would approve of that. Along with me uh, was a uh, an assistant United States attorney in Nashville. Uh, I was up there 25 years. Mike was up there over 30. 32 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was there when I came and there when I left. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but for about 15 of those years, we had offices next door to each Indeed. other. And uh, we would pop in and out, so, uh, help each other out on cases and things of that nature but also talk about politics as well uh mike has a picture of every democratic president of the united <laughs> states uh from franklin roosevelt up to barack obama and uh if did you have a joe biden picture when you I retired because uh i'd already um we were working from home but by that time for the most part it was still during the pandemic um uh, by the time we went back to the office, I had about six months left before I retired. So, no, uh, Joe didn't make the wall. Joe didn't uh, make the Joe wall. Joe didn't make the All wall. All right. Anyway. Hey, hey, Mike, one of the things that Delt's always hopping on is that the, the government is the deep state. Yeah. But well, he was in the government. I was, I was yes. <laughs> yeah, I, we yes. Were that, 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 you're right, Mr. York. You're I want right. to talk about that because I don't know if you saw um, uh, George Stephanopoulos' show yesterday, but uh, Senator J.D. Vance was on there. And um, interesting fellow, interesting fella, um, and you know, author of Hillbilly Elegy, which was turned into a very good movie, I thought. And uh, uh, but he's he, at one point he was very much anti-Trump, and and now he's very much in the uh, in the fold. Uh, and uh, but anyway, he, he's, he's he for admit, Trump now. He's definitely for Trump. He's a Republican from Ohio, right? Ohio, yes. He was okay. elected to the U.S. Senate. What in, in um, this last election in midterm in twenty twenty two? I think. I think. Uh, yeah. I think it was 18. 
Really? I, I didn't think it was that long. But you may be – well, I, I stand corrected if I'm wrong. I, it hadn't been too long. He hadn't been too – he's no. in his first term in the Senate. No. Anyway, uh, he was – George was – Stephanopoulos was, was challenging J.D. Vance on a statement he had made. I don't remember how long ago, but I, it was at least a year or so ago, in which Vance said that if he was giving advice to Donald Trump, he would fire every – first he said mid-level uh, supervisor in the government. But then he said – and every civil servant in the government and start anew, replace them with people loyal to Trump. And Stephanopoulos was, was, was questioning him on that. And, and Vance kept saying, well, I, I meant, you know, just the mid-level people who, who would, if, if they refused to do what Trump wanted him to, them to do, then they should be fired, which I don't really necessarily disagree with that. If they're defying orders from Washington and, you know, uh, from their higher ups and, and not not implementing policy that you know they've been told to implement, I could see that. But again, the statement he originally made was every single civil servant, and he was questioning him on that. And, and Vance was trying to walk it back. But but I think there is that there's this feeling out there that uh, if you work for the government, you're part of the deep state. And um, you know, I again, I work for the government. I, Total forty years. I retired at the end of uh, at the end of forty total years with the government. Before the U.S. Attorney's Office, I was with Labor, and I clerked with some federal judges. So I had forty years total, and I saw lots of people who were just good workers. They were they were they were uh, they could have made more, way more money in the private sector. They could have uh, uh, advanced further, but for whatever reason, um, and, and many of them just out of sheer patriotism, they they wanted to work for the government. And uh, sure, there were like any workforce, there are people who were more competent than others. <laughs> there were people who were more um, uh, uh, hardworking than others. But you see, you would find that in any workplace. But by and large, I have great. Affection and and I would definitely uh, support all of the federal workers out there, and uh, they're nonpartisan. The, the political appointees are, of course, there, and and they're they're the bosses, so to speak. And but and and I, you're right. I, I would I would tend to agree with with J D Vance that they need to follow you know the orders from the administration, whether it be Republican or Democrat, uh, as far as priorities. But you know the civil servants are are just there doing their job. Yeah, but everybody's not a liberal. That's the <laughs> other thing. Uh, you yeah. know, that there's a whole mixture of Republicans. If they were fire everybody, that would get some conservatives in the mix also. Probably a lot more well, than we think. Well, there probably would be. Mike, name, uh, the 25 years that I was there, let's see, the conservatives in the office were uh, myself, Matt Everett, and who was that fellow who went to work for the Beacon Center? Um, I'm the, the, what, the what center? I'm sorry. Uh, the Beacon Center. He left and went to work for the Beacon Center. So yeah, I, I can remember I, I, three conservatives out of uh, thirty lawyers yeah, in the office in twenty five years. Yeah, well, so, I, and, you know. and many of them, I don't, I don't, I didn't know their politics, and and that's kind of the point. You shouldn't know their politics. No, and, well, and, uh, and uh, yeah, there were some I think probably who who agreed with me, and some who agreed with you on things. But uh, the office uh, was I, largely left leaning. Well. I think that was perhaps your perception, and and I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm just going to say I don't think, to my experience, that was not that that's not accurate. I I think it was a mix of people, just like 
like the country is a mix of people. And I think it reflected the diversity of the country. Yeah, I remember all those pictures on the wall of uh, when Hillary was uh, in the war room <laughs> managing the Benghazi situation. And uh, everybody put that picture up to show that, that she had done such a wonderful job. With well, that. many of, the, yeah, many of yeah. the female attorneys in the office probably did look up to her because she was oh, someone yeah. to, you know, who had achieved great things. Benghazi right? just right, by George. Well, and Benghazi wasn't... Hillary's fault anyway. That that look at three look at my three African Americans that that lost their lives in this conflict at Gaza. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily their fault. They were serving their country and they were in a place where a volatile, a violent uh, insurrection took place. Uh, Kennedy Sanders, Bianca Moffat, and William Rivers. That they, they are my African American history notables this week. Because they lost their lives uh, serving this country. You know, Mr. York, and I clearly remember that period of time, Benghazi. I'm not going to get off on Benghazi this morning, though. But, uh, you know, one, one of the things the U.S. Attorney's Office does is work very closely with the military. Uh, and we have frequent uh, occasions to work with our colleagues in the JAG offices around the country. In particular, in Nashville, we would work with the JAG office up at Fort Campbell quite often, uh, sometime with the JAG office down at Tullahoma at Arnold Air Force Base, and uh, oftentimes would get entangled in, of course, uh, Huntsville is the worldwide acquisition center for uh, the U.S. Army. And so a lot of time contracts would go over into Middle Tennessee. And so we, we had frequent interface with the military. But I recall distinctly my military friends telling me that uh, special forces, <laughs> this is under the Obama administration, special forces had uh, helicopters on the tarmac loaded with special forces troops, rotors whirring, and were told from the White House, stand down. And, uh, and they have to, dealt because that's a military experience in another country, and we have to be very, very careful no, York, you don't about know. igniting a war in other countries. And I, I will say this. Uh, it's easy to Monday morning quarterback, and we, especially when things kind of go off the rails, as as, as they did in, in Benghazi. But w- no matter who is president, whether it's Obama or, or, or Trump or, or Biden, they're getting advice on military matters, whether to give the order to go or not to give the order to go to, or to stand down from their military advisors, the Joint Chiefs of Staffs, the heads of all the, the services, and the, they're getting the best advice they can get. And there may, we, again, I don't know all the details. It, that's been over 10 years ago. I don't know. Remember all the, yeah, all the exact details. Time. But I'm just saying that to, to, to blame, to, to put all the blame on Obama or even on, on, on Biden for a more recent uh, action, uh, is and, and I'll say this even for Trump as well. He's get, he whoever the president is is getting advice from their military advisors, and they got to make a judgment call based on that advice. And yes, in hindsight, sometimes maybe the other call would have been better. But we'll, you know, we don't know. You know, the, the thing is, but Mike's Mike's broader point to the point you were making, Mr. York, we were talking about the deep state, and what is definitely true is that in the last eight years, um. The country has uh, undergone, has moved to a point where they are suspicious, not trustful of the FBI, the Department of Justice, the CIA, uh, and for some very good reasons, uh, because, uh, you know, 51 retired 
uh, intelligence people said that uh, the the laptop was Russian disinformation because uh, they Jim Comey, who Mike and I had, I mean, I, Mike and I knew of Jim Comey and had worked. You know, we had been we had worked on projects with. He was a, the DAG, the Deputy Attorney yeah. General, at one point. Yeah, we had worked on projects, and we were. You know, I don't know if I don't remember talking directly with Jim Comey, but I recall being a part of teams that mm-hmm. were working with Jim Comey. And Mike's over here nodding his yes. head. He did the same thing. You know, I trusted Jim Comey. He had a reputation for being a stand-up guy, but it, it's obvious now that Jim Comey deliberately pushed the Russian hoax, knowing it to be a lie. And, well, if he and, did, he sure hurt Hillary by uh, op- reopening it seven days before and, the election. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, no, so, he was covering his ass, Mike. Oh, and well. the and yeah. and he came out, and then he came out after leaving the Department of Justice. That's when he really revealed his true colors as a as a partisan zealot. And uh, and and look at those interviews after he left DOJ and felt free to talk. Uh, Jim Comey was not who we thought he was mike and that's obvious and that's called looking back on some of our interactions uh over the years with the department of justice uh the 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 uh fbi those at the top up there i'm 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 beginning to sort of recall various things here and there that confirm that uh, they are not good people and you, you, Mike. Well, remember, that's not you, the case, Dell. That's I, not the case. I wouldn't say no. That. I mean, they, it, they, they, anything that goes against your thinking or your opinion, you want to, you want to couch it as bad, like deep state. Everybody's not a deep state in the government. The government are career workers, like you were, and and, and Mike was. Doing the very best, Mr. York. They I used to, to I used to marvel at it. Even the U.S. Attorney and Mike agreed with this when he was on last week. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Nashville, they all thought they were the most important thing in Tennessee, and that the world revolved around the U.S. Attorney's Office. I don't for, recall saying that, but uh, there, there are those who I think had that <laughs> See opinion. That, Mike? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. It's bad. <laughs> well, Mike was over there nodding his head. You know, when most most of you have never heard of the U.S. Attorney's Office from Middle Tennessee, don't care about it, doesn't think it affects your life in any way. What Did had, you take pride in working for the U.S. Attorney's Office, Dell? No, Did not anymore. Did you take pride? No. I mean, no. Not, I'm not talking about now. I mean, when I did at times, Mr. York. Paycheck, I, when you worked and drew a paycheck and got security and health care, you didn't have a problem Ms. with York, it. Mr. York, it would take generations to get back the money my family's paid the government. Uh, the... Uh, let, let me tell you, yeah, the what what uh, I mean, you know, I did a job and I got paid for it and it was a good job. And there were times when I was very proud to be doing it. What what I'm saying, though, is that it's obvious and there were the signs were out there. I mean, the, the Nashville, Tennessee office of the Department of Justice. I mean, it's way backwater, folks. I mean, that, that's the place you go to hide, you know, in terms of the bigger picture at DOJ. And, and but we as had far to, as DOJ is concerned, that may be true. That's yeah. true. I, I yeah, I would blanch at calling it the backwater because you know I think it was a great office. But oh, it was but, a great but office. But, but I mean, certainly we were in the flyover did country. Your job, yeah, the, you you know, did your we, job. Were, Washington didn't pay a lot of attention to us. That's probably know. true. Yeah, Washington. and there's historical reasons for that. I think, uh, and I won't get into all of it, but I think for a long time, uh, the U.S. attorneys at that time did not. 
play the game, so to speak. Well, it, it, in, in order a, to to raise the numbers, to get more to get more attention from DOJ, to show that we were prosecuting the right kind of cases, blah blah blah. That's all the things that get you more money and more people. Yeah, but and it's a size. It's a size thing too, Mike. Yeah. We weren't as big as Los Angeles. Well, Atlanta. that's why. That's why we weren't as big is because one of the reasons. I mean, well, one, we, didn't we were not that big of an area. We didn't but have people, we could have yeah. been bigger than we were for a long time, because uh, we didn't quite, you know, quote play the game. And uh, but so yeah, we were not very high profile at we're, DOJ. Just, that is true. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a population thing. I mean, the Nashville just is not as big a city as as Atlanta. It's not as big. It as It also Florida. depends on the no. cases that you all were dealing with, Dell. Well, got notoriety. Some, somewhat. I mean, Mike's right. You know, if you had a high volume of cases, that they look at you more. But. Um yeah, simply, I mean, if you'd have had an OJ or something like that, you'd have got some, or you'd have got some notoriety. But well, y'all didn't have that. LA, be, but Miss York, they they look at population, and you know how many how many attorneys is it going to take? The Department of Justice would not look out every day and go, "What's going on in Nashville?" Main justice. But there's just as many thieves in Nashville as it is in L.A. No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> they would, you know, what's going on in Chicago? What's going on in L.A.? Proportionately, per- perhaps. But what's not going on in St. Louis? You know, we weren't, we weren't, uh, you know, we're, we're more like Asheville, North Carolina or something. You know, that's, um, anyway, let's take a break and come back. and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want, and certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. Hi, this is George Rawls with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because he changed mine. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? 
Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. 
Hi, I'm Kurt Green. If you're looking for a great night of acapella music, all you've got to do is come out on the 24th, and you'll see us at the Cherry Theater, 7th Element. And you will have such a great time. I'm hoping that all of the community comes out and supports this wonderful concert. It's at 6 p.m. I don't want you to miss it because you can find it so easily on Eventbrite. And just look for 7th Element in France. You're going to love it. Get your tickets today. Del Kennedy, I am dude number three, dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. We don't have your audio, Mr. York. There we go. Huh? We, we got you. 353,000 jobs created. Part-time jobs. Mr. Well, I'm Mr. York. I've, I've <laughs> All already, kind of jobs. I'm Mr. York for the 40th time. I've, I agree with you. The economy's good. But, you know, but, I mean, but Clayton still doesn't good. believe it. Is the, it is the best jobs market in 60 years um between 25 and 54 83.3 percent of the workforce 83.3 percent of folks are working in the workforce miss york i i agree the stock market is surging yeah i i Folks, the economy's good uh you know but your fear wants everybody to cash out their 401k huh What are you talking about? First of all, I don't have a Fuhrer. Did, did Trump say that? I, did, I missed that. He wants everybody yeah, to. Yeah, Trump said that. Right. He wanted everybody to cash out their 401k to try to tank the economy. Oh, that Mr. That's York. Absurd. What? I Get off that. CNN, will you? You know, <laughs> just turn it off. Well, I'm going to Google that as soon as I get Ms. York, that is. Trump needs, Trump needs to turn it off. He needs to shut his mouth. Well, that is a patently a falsehood, He Ms. did York. say, though. He did say. He did Trump say did that. say that USA he wanted the economy to. Oh, you believe USA Today? Get off of it. Trump That's a say, communist propaganda rag. Oh, please. Tr- Trump did say that he wanted the economy to to uh, uh, tank oh. bef- before the election, and because because, because he didn't because he didn't want to be Herbert Hoover. He didn't want it to happen on his watch. Uh, so yeah, I mean, look, if it was going to fail, he wanted. If to it fail was going to fail, he wanted to do it before the election. You know, okay, that's different. That's much. That's much. Well, different. What a patriot! What well, a patriot! Well, it doesn't. You know. And this is why, but but that's an example. This may be a small example, but that is an example of why those of us who oppose Trump can't believe that people support him. Do you watch Meet <laughs> the Press he, yesterday what's morning, he makes Mike? Ridiculous Do you watch Meet like the Press yesterday I did morning, not, Mike? I, I watched right, right, George right, Stephanopoulos. Right, I didn't we, see we, Meet the we, Press. This is, we're just taking right turns and left turns. I want to finish up what we were talking about go last ahead, hour and move on. Go ahead. My whole point, my whole point was talking about Nashville and the DOJ and Maine Justice in Washington. We, you know, we were part of the DOJ and the Nashville office, U.S. Attorney's office. Of course, Maine Justice, the DOJ, uh, is in Washington, D.C., the headquarters of the FBI, the headquarters of the Department of Justice. In, in relative terms, there just wasn't a lot because we weren't Los Angeles or Chicago. There was not a lot of back and forth between us and Maine Justice uh, because we just weren't that big a city. And there was always tension between DOJ and and 
our office, and I would say not just our office, but probably most of the uh, U.S. Attorney's offices, just because that's the nature of the beast. But after, and, and, and that that was true in in that, all, that, all so the administrations true, I was under. But looking back, and and over the years, I mean, at the time I would go, "Gee, really?" and then just sort of move on because I didn't think it was a big deal. But it was obvious that Maine Justice had developed uh, a culture. Uh, whether liberal or conservative, they were all liberal. But they had, they had developed a culture of we're not accountable to anybody, and we're the most powerful people in the world. They, that was their culture. And it had developed over a number of years. And looking back, I can see it. And uh, then, of course, when Comey, who I trusted. I mean, everybody thought Comey was a good guy. Comey participated in an effort to use a false document to remove a sitting president because he thought he wasn't accountable to anybody. And he well, still has not been held accountable for what he did. Well, And so they, there fired. is a culture there of you can't touch us. We're more powerful than you. Presidents, Congress, senators, we don't answer to you. That there but is Dale, that culture Dale, that it is present, and Mike's the, over there nodding his head. No, 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 I'm not. But I'm, Dale, I'm, that's part of the work world. If you go to any big corporation, York, wherever, no, wherever no. the CEOs reside, they anybody working in that office thinks they have more power than people working out in the, in the rural areas. No, Mr. York, Mr. Same York, thing happened I'm, here in Nashville when I worked for a major corporation. Don't, don't. Nashville was the key. Don't talk Anybody about something. Anybody working in Nashville had more power than us out in the field. Miss York, Miss York, no, 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 no. When the head of every major corporation in America trembles when the FBI director calls, this is this let is. Me, let me try to unpack some of this, okay? And if I was nodding my head, it wasn't necessarily because I was agreeing. It was because I, yeah, I know what I want to say about that. All right, well, say, right. Let, let's move on to uh, Taylor okay. Swift. We'll get a chance so, to but, say that. Yeah, get the, get that out. <laughs> No, I just want to say that, look, yes, there was, ten- there was always tension in, in during the entire 32 years I was with the U.S. Attorney's Office. There was always tension between our office and DOJ. And, yeah, if you work in Washington, in DOJ, Department of Labor, uh, HHS, any agency, if you work in Washington, yeah, you probably had a little bit of a chip on your shoulder because you're, you're, you're doing something important. But I, but I think that's – respectfully, I think that was your impression, that there was this, this sort of evil agenda going on. I think it's just – I didn't just say sort evil the, agenda. I well, said there was, a, there was a sense that they did not answer to anybody, that they were more powerful than presidents or Congress, and that they were – I, I certainly didn't get that, that they, impression. They thought they were nah, more powerful than – no, that, they, they had the institutional memory. They had the – and sometimes, yes, you had presidents come in who, who wanted to, you know, uh, just – Tear everything, everything up and start all over, and and they had to to bring them bring the president back to reality and say, well, this is how it works. As you recall, we had a we had a U.S. attorney one time who basically wanted to fire everybody and start all over, and and you know they had to be he had to be instructed that well these people are civil servants they have retirements built up they're not just going to leave just because you don't want them to, and so that's the kind of thing. I mean, people will come in outside government, and it's good to have outside voices, but sometimes they'll come in not understanding how. It well, works. but that takes me back to my first point, though, for, for some very legitimate reasons. In the last eight years, trust in our institutions, the FBI, the Department of Justice, our election system, That's has true. severely eroded, and significant portions of the country don't trust these institutions at all anymore. That's and true, that did not exist before 2016. Well, I think it started – no, I, I would disagree. I swear when it started. Um, I think – 
if you want to get technical about it, I really think the the, the mistrust really started uh, with the JFK assassination, and and well, all the aftermath true, after it, that. It went and, on. And, and then Vietnam, and then and then Watergate. So it's been a series of things over the last sixty years that has caused an erosion of trust in institutions. And uh, but yes, I will agree that that's there, has there been, Mike. But we're we're at a we're we're at a very bad point and a, and a point where everybody wants to save our democracy. If we don't have trust of these institutions by significant portions of the electorate, then we don't have a democracy. And we are we, the, we're close to the breaking point on this. There absolutely needs to be truth. Yeah, but you got to have the truth exhibited somewhere too, Dell. If people don't believe in truth and believe in in conspiracy theories and things that aren't real. Mr. York, again, you, know, you, you, you always you, don't have you that yield the word, you don't have trust. You yield the word truth like a sword. And, you know, every time well, you say it, everyone's marching on. Keep that in mind. There you go. Be a, the you truth think, should be a sword. I, now, you, but the you, problem you, is everybody's got their own truth now. And yeah, that's, that's yeah, the problem. UBM, Ms. York thinks, and, and those who ride with him, and not him personally, think that, that I should accept the truth or be sent to re-education camps or shot, you know. And so there we go. No, but I do no, believe we should look at fact China, and facts and evidence. Happen, Delk, not in this country. Right. 51 you can, retired. You can believe what you want to believe. You can still be wrong. 51. Well, that's, damn, that's why, you know, we have a First Amendment for the moment. Um, the, uh, I hope we always have. I hope yeah, we always have. Yeah. Uh, well, it's been under attack by the left. And uh, the, there are some on the left, I think, who go too far. And, and you're right. But I think there are also a lot on the right as well. I so don't know. I, I don't know of any attacks on the, the freedom of speech by the right. All right. Uh, not in well, recent let's times. Let's look at Nashville. They want to expel Justin Jones because he refused to give the Pledge of Allegiance. Well, I was going to bring that up, Mr. York. Doesn't he have a right to say, no, I don't want to leave? Let me take another right turn. You know, I I sort of – the problem is, uh, you know, and this came out last week on this show, uh, you know, Murray County did not fly the U.S. flag over the courthouse from the Civil War until 1917. Um, You know, I'm getting to the point almost where when I say the pledge, now I said I haven't done it yet, but I think about – crossing my fingers uh, with my left hand uh you know again i have lost trust and in our institutions and so you know justin and i may have something in common there and that but that is why i'm playing these sad songs every time we go to a bump because i'm really worried about this country and i don't see biden getting elected well let's i'll start with my with my horse I don't see Trump getting elected and the nation going on to a unified, happy place. I don't see Biden get elected and the nation going on to a unified, happy place. I don't see a future. And so Justin Jones and I have got something in common. I see a future, but it's going to take some time. Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. It's February and love is in the air all month. There's no better time to find your perfect match than this month with Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. From now until February 29th, get a free UV light when you purchase select new HVAC systems from Hiller. It's the perfect pair for cleaner, healthier air inside. You'll never be more in love with your home. Find your perfect match today at happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hey, this is Jonathan Castile, a.k.a. John Boy, with John Boy's Handyman Service. One call and we'll handle it all. Truly means we'll handle it all. From pressure washing your house to doing remodeling, we're licensed, insured, and bonded. So rest assured, John Boy will handle it all. You can contact me at 931-242-7620 or my email, castilejonathan10 at gmail.com. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer. Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. 
If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neuschen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Senators, Congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway, don't block up the hall. For he that gets hurt will be the one who has stalled. There's a battle outside and it's raging. It'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls for the Changing. All right, we're back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning. Good morning, Del. That's a beautiful intro. I love it. Kev Moe, the times they are changing. And Bob, a better version of this of uh, Bob Dylan doing it. Much though. better version. <laughs> yeah, a much better. Bob version. Dylan's voice is an acquired taste. <laughs> Mike Roden, uh, colleague of mine, you no know, close friend of mine for many many years. We worked together in the U.S. Attorney's Office. But uh, Mike likes those Democrats and me not so much. But yeah, we argue, but you know we keep it friendly. We're kind of like those uh, in that cartoon with the sheepdog and the coyote. And oh, they, uh-huh. they clock in and. Right, they fight right, and then they right. clock out and be friends. That's us. Right there we go. <laughs> the uh, there we go. But now Mike also is a is a, a movie, uh, a film aficionado, uh, keeping track of what's going on in in I film try. and, and it's getting what, harder. But I try. Right, right. He's he's also that's that's always been a significant interest in this. And you even written a couple of screenplays. I don't think you ever sold any, but you had a, you had we some optioned. nibblers. We had, we had optioned. Uh, 
I write with my best friend uh, from college, who is still a very good friend of mine, Jerry Mitchell, who is a reporter for the Clarion Ledger in Mississippi. Was I think he retired? And he has a, a nonprofit now. But Jerry Mitchell was the guy that got the Medgar Evers assassination reopened, and he's gotten other cold cases from the civil rights era reopened. He wrote a book called Race Against Time. I recommend the book to you about uh, the the uh, cold cases from the civil rights era that he got reopened. Anyway, Jerry and I have been best friends for since college uh and um uh we started writing together and we've written to date five screenplays together we're working on a sixth uh and we, we did get one screenplay optioned uh it was about the emmett till murder yeah and, the, and yep. the case that uh the, and the, the basically the case that sparked the civil rights movement uh the film that was out a year or so ago year and a half ago was not our film uh they beat us to it but amblin um uh spielberg's company did option our screenplay uh, about the case. Ours was more the the, the the film that came out a year or so ago was basically focused on the mother, uh, which is a very good way of telling the story. But our our script told the story from the viewpoint of Medgar Evers because he was the uh, investigator on on the on the murder and and kept all the witnesses safe during the trial. So we saw it all unfold through his eyes. The mother was was an important character as well, of course. And uh, but anyway, uh, Spielberg's company optioned ours, and um, John Singleton was going to direct it. Great director, Voice in the Hood, many other great films. And uh, it was uh, Taraji P. Henson, I think, was on board to play Emmett's mother. And then John Singleton died. He had a stroke and passed away. And things just kind of fell apart uh, after that. And, uh, sometimes, and sometimes you just don't get the luck. You don't get the luck. And uh, we were very close. We were on the two-yard line and just didn't get to score. And uh, the other film, uh, we knew they were there, but we were way ahead of them until we weren't. It was a tortoise and hare situation. They, they passed us and got theirs made first. And then Amblin decided there wasn't room for two, two, two stories right now anyway, so um, they dropped the option. But uh, we're still swinging away. We've got another script that we're trying to get done uh, independently, and uh, we're looking for a million dollars. If somebody out there in Radio Land would like to invest in a movie, we're looking for a million dollars. We've got a guy in Hollywood who will give us the second million, uh, and that would probably get it made. It's probably a $2 million film, uh, but he wants us to get the first million first. There so, we go. Now, Mike, I've got a question, though. Sure. Go ahead. Did Barbie get snubbed? <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, here's the deal. I think it's uh, I think that's a tempest in a teapot. I think um, I, I, I saw Barbie. Uh, it was it was it was funny. It was clever. It was not what I was expecting it to be. I think everybody kind of thought it would be a silly movie, and it was. It, it was it was actually very funny, and um, uh, and and made made some really good points. Uh, I would definitely have it on the on my list of best pictures of the year. Uh, it was not the best picture of the year. I was I would have put the director in as best director uh, in the nominations, but there's only five of those, uh, and um, she just didn't make the cut. A couple of women did make the cut uh, from other films, but she did not make the cut. I think that's that's more of a snub. I, I don't want to use the word snub because that implies it's intentional, and it was not intentional. It's just that she didn't get enough votes. Um, but uh, but I would have put her in the five. Uh, Margot Robbie for Best Actress, I kind of see that. There were many other good performances. She was great, but was she one of the five best performances? Eh, probably not. Okay. Well, there we go. Well, let's. Uh, what I meant to start talking about today over the weekend, uh, I don't know what I was bored, I guess. <laughs> but uh, the uh, – well, the reason I watched – I watched on Netflix the documentary on Taylor Swift – 
Uh, and the reason I did is because of all the conservatives, and I'm a conservative, folks. Conservatives seem to be really uh, anger, angry at Taylor Swift right now. I don't. I really don't know why. I mean, Clayton, do you know why? I, I really, I really, I, I, the only thing I can imagine is because of all this attention she's gotten in the NFL. I mean, that's. I think that's probably to, I, to a head. That's probably also, what's the voting com- dealt. She got she registered thirty five thousand votes, and everybody thinks they're all Democratic votes. Ironically, they may be. She came, I mean, I'm not yeah. mad at Taylor. For, I mean, she didn't personally register them, but the. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not. I don't understand why conservatives are mad at Taylor Swift. Anyway, I watched the documentary, and then I told Clayton about it, and he watched it. And one thing's for sure about Taylor Swift now, you know, I'm not going to call her Tay Tay anymore because uh, don't let the blonde hair fool you. She is extremely intelligent, uh, extremely uh, driven. She's extremely talented in, in her musical ability. Uh, she's an extremely talented songwriter. Yes. Uh, she's also uh, uh, beautiful and and an amazing uh, performer. Uh, uh, she choreographs uh, well. I mean, it's it's the whole deal. I mean, she and she's all these songs that have gone to number one. She she wrote them. Um, she's a, she's and, a very talented artist and a very savvy businesswoman. Yeah, yeah. She, she won a Grammy last night. She did. Yeah. So I, she is I the mean, first person to win the Album of the Year Award four times. It was a three-way tie between Paul Simon and uh, uh, Stevie Wonder and somebody else. I can't remember the third person, but the, who'd, who'd won the Album of the Year three times. And she was the first, she's now the first person to win Album of the Year four times. Wow. Delton, she's very passionate. I saw an interview with her uh, uh, talking about women's reproductive rights. She's very passionate about that. Well, when they did the interview, she was almost in tears trying to explain her position. Yeah. uh, And there's there goes the political stuff. Um, You know, she and Marsha. Well, no, it's really a one way thing. Marsha Blackburn declines criticize taylor swift senator blackburn does taylor swift calls marsha blackburn trump with a wig uh of course you know (laughs) that's a good line actually i like that (laughs) but you know in today's political world what you were supposed to go that's a lie that's a lie because marsha blackburn doesn't wear a wig you know i mean that's the way and that that parrots what the left does about trump you know uh when there are jokes like that, or he makes a joke. So, Marsha Blackburn does not wear a wig, and generally know, it, speaking, but it, generally but, speaking, you should not. Uh, you should, if, if you're going to criticize a public figure, uh, it should be based on what they say or do, as opposed to how they look. Well, and, yeah. and unless you're Saturday Night Live, yeah. And, <laughs> well, that's different. But they get away with it. Anyway, I mean, uh, Trump with a wig is just we all, you know, we all know that's just a metaphor she was using, and so, you know, she wasn't lying. But that's the way politics, particularly from the left, seems to work these days. Um, but what is going on? She now she did disagree with Marsha Blackburn. I think there was a women's rights bill. Uh, and I don't know the detail. I, I do. I think not. it was the reauthorization of the of the um, Violence Against Women Act. Yeah, um, I think that's what it was. Of course, you know, violence against women has always been illegal and always will be, no matter what act is enacted. But uh, the uh, 
Okay, so she she got a, so if she has a difference with Marsha Blackburn on an issue, I, I mean, I can get that, you know. Uh, what I think, and, and and of course she is going to show up at the Super Bowl with Travis Kelce. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> you know, the whole world is tuned in. I don't think it. she's going to parachute in on the 50 yard line and endorse Biden. I don't think that's going to happen. I doubt that. I doubt that. <laughs> Although that would be cool. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, you know, where I just don't understand, and I'm not going to say bless her heart because she's not dumb. Uh, she is now worth over a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And there is no other country in the world that would protect her music rights, her intellectual property, uh, to the ex- to that extent to allow her to earn a billion dollars. You can you can buy twenty Marsha Blackburn song pirated Marsha I mean not Marsha I mean Taylor Swift song yeah you, you nobody's gonna buy a Marsha Blackburn gonna, song no, no no that ain't gonna happen you can buy twenty twenty five or thirty Taylor Swift songs in Africa India China uh, uh, any of those places for a dime you know uh, and so. They do not protect the intellectual property rights. And so she's not – and Marsha Blackburn, one of one of Marsha Blackburn's – Senator Blackburn, she has worked very hard for the music industry in Nashville to protect those intellectual rights, to cause legislation to protect those intellectual rights. And it, it, so I'm just going, Taylor, you know, this is you, – you are going against – what gave you the golden goose? You know what? What? What's the matter with you? Yeah, I, I listen. I'll stand behind no one in my criticism of Marsha Blackburn. I think she's just a terrible senator. I will give her that. She she has been very good about intellectual property rights and working with the music industry. But I would say probably any senator from Tennessee is going to do that. Well, of but, course, but Marsha yeah. has been good on that. I, I will give you that. The music industry. Yeah. But there is no other country in the world that it would allow Taylor Swift would protect her property rights to the extent that she's made a billion dollars. And you're going, come on, Taylor. You know. Well, I think the, if, if the right is going to make her a, uh, a, a, sim, a, a symbol of their opposition and they're going to make her uh, and their enemy, I, as a partisan Democrat, I say, yeah, please, please do. That, that would be no, great. No, no. Because I, I think it's going to backfire big time. No, I mean, I don't understand. Well, the, they're already doing it, Mike. Yeah. They're already I, I don't understand the Taylor Swift. Dang. I don't understand the Taylor Swift uh, dissing or hate or whatever coming from the right. I don't get it at all. Well, we don't understand all that stuff coming from the extreme right. Well, same to you, Mr. York. <laughs> I mean, that's like that client, a client I had come in years ago, you know, uh, when I was in practice. Whoa, we're out here by 